0: Welcome to the War Zone. The Ringmasters are here to break down the world of wrestling and pro wrestling news. Get ready to be thrown off the ropes, smashed into a table, and come begging back for more. And there's only one question Are you ready? Hi, Triple S. This is uh, Adrian, the headache Headin. and
1: this is Grant LaFave.
0: And we're here, the Ringmasters podcast, back for another week talking about pro wrestling and uh, the news in the industry um yeah today we have kind of a special episode we got a special guest um here with us today we have i uh, imperial wrestling entertainment a local wrestling promotion um superstar jacob mercury is here um with us in the studio so jacob uh, i guess we'll just get right down to it uh, how are you doing today i'm doing well how are you guys doing great great um yeah jacob i guess we'll get right to it i mean how did you get started in wrestling
2: and a half years so not too long hmm. um, I had a little bit of training with Briar Wellington kind okay. of went on my own interesting um, and some conflicts with people and stuff mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I ended up hooking up with uh, Steve Wilson who was like Hong Kong and I've been training with him for it, a year and a half now I believe maybe 2 years something like
0: that. Great. Awesome. Yeah, that's all yeah, that's awesome. Um yeah, so so now you're wrestling for uh, Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. Um sounds like you have a lot of experience in the independent circuit. I mean, what what is different um in the ind- independent wrestling circuit compared to like, you know, what you see on TV? <laughs>
2: With IWE and bigger wrestling entertainment, it's definitely more like a star show. Mm -hmm. Um, There's cliffhangers and the way things progress. It's it's episodic. Like I said, you want to keep watching to see what's happening next. Uh, Whereas most of the time on the independent circuit, there's not as many storylines, especially if the company only runs. Oh, interesting. Every other month or something, they don't really do a whole lot of storyline stuff. So, with IWE and being on TV in like 13 or 14 states, I think it's around there now, we get the ability to do
0: those, to do storylines that way and everything. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good question.
1: And, um, differently from what a lot of people see on TV, um, What's sort of more challenging about having to create a storyline that's going to begin and end in a single night, rather than having all that build up towards something? Oh, um,
2: hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's just kind of a one deal, I mean, usually you just go out there and. Oh, Do
0: I have can, can I say yes? Is
2: that okay? That's fine yeah. with That's <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Um, We're not PG. You go out there yeah.
2: and you, know, you do your thing and you give it a your all. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes even, depends on the fans too, if you put on a hell of a show, the fans would be like, oh, that match is sick, I want to see it again, you know, I want to see those guys go at it more. Sometimes that can happen, and then maybe another company is like, oh, you know, I heard those two guys tore the house down, let's bring them here. And essentially mm-hmm. you start wrestling you know, that same person more, because if it, you know, if it makes magic, then more people are going to want
0: it. Right, yeah, you really got to sell it to the fans a lot more in the indies. It's not, you know, real produced on TV and everything, so. I see yeah, what
2: absolutely. On the independent, it's much more crowd interaction, mm-hmm. rather than, like, you is know, just kind of, you know, they go through the storylines and everything, but there's not, much out there while they're
0: in the ring to interact with the crowd. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess what does it take then to be to be a wrestler in the independent circuit like that? You know, maybe not making a whole lot of money, but still doing it. Um, you just gotta, you gotta have drive and passion. Mm. I've, I I've driven 13 hours for 20 bucks and then turned around and went right back home before. Uh, it sucks. It's mm-hmm. so, so pretty bad, but I mean, you know, you meet people, you network, try to get on shows in different places, and yeah. do what you can. You know, if you pile enough guys into
2: a car, usually you can split funds
0: a little <laughs> bit better. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean,
2: there's probably a lot of camaraderie on the road, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of
0: shenanigans, but <laughs> yeah, definitely camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, well, so why do you do it then? Why do you? Why do you? What, what 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 makes you want to drive 13 hours for 20 bucks and then just have to turn around? I mean, I, I guess yeah. We talked a little bit about your character, um, whether they hate you or love you. I, I mean, I've seen you a couple times. You usually portray kind of a kind of a villainous heel. Um, so, what's what's kind of the difference between playing a fan favorite and a, and a bad guy in the ring? Um. Well, if you want the crowd on your side, you can't
2: really cheat. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can't yeah.
2: Can't be <laughs> chopping any throats or poking any
0: eyes. <laughs> sure. So. Well, which one do you enjoy more? Oh, um...
2: I, I like uh, being a bit more of the villain. So, I guess there's
0: more leisure mm, to it. Interesting.
2: I, um, so I wrestle in Missouri as well, and uh, they have me there as a
0: good guy, and gonna you know, be... Going Out there, first time there, like ever in Missouri, like at odd. No
2: idea where I was while in Missouri. Yeah. And you know, you go out there and you try to get the crowd riled up, and then hopefully uh, you can make a connection to them in the ring with your wrestling, but it just interaction to help get them behind you. And luckily, I did a pretty good job, so they, they liked me there. So, both are fun,
0: absolutely. Not a, Not a remake of uh, Rocky Johnson, right? <laughs> Or, 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 the Rocky my view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's awesome, man. So, um, you talked about you know winning the crowd on your side. Um, you know they could you know they could want your autograph. They could throw things at you. What's it like working? Like when you go when you're going to go into a show, that level of unpredictability. What's it like? Does that give you energy, or is that something you're still nervous about? Like, tell me what that's like for you. Some like most of the time, it's energy. Um, not so much anymore. But I used to get super nervous, like, before a show, especially if it was the first time
2: there. Like, that's when someone I never met before that night, too, usually got me nervous. Mm. Um, but now I have gotten so used to it that, like, there's still a bit of nervousness there, absolutely, but it's not as bad anymore. It's a bit more controlled and just being excited
0: and ready to go out and do the thing. Um, well. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Um, yeah, I guess uh, there's a question. You know, I've interviewed a few wrestlers at this point, um, and I always, you know, it, when I after I've asked, you know, some of the more nuts and bolts questions, I just I always like to ask this question. I think it's something that a lot of people ask, even non-wrestling fans. And um, you know, it's a little controversial, but I just want to ask. You know, do you think wrestling is real? Is it real or is it fake? I mean, how can you how can you address that to to, to fans?
2: You know, um, it's not trying to be fake fighting, um, sure. if you want to fake fighting, just go watch MMA. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like a dance. It's like, yeah. it's, a, it's pretty, as it's a dance or ballet, uh, it gets a little rough. Um, yeah, yeah it's like it's like a dance just with a bit more action
1: more physical mm-hmm. great definitely man so in that same vein then uh, would you consider yourself uh, a wrestler or a sports entertainer oh
2: man uh, you know I was legitimately just thinking about this the other day uh, I, mean, I like to be more of an entertainer um be a wrestler I can you know get down if need be but I like to be more of an entertainer it's more fun uh the crowd you know like the crowd pays to be entertained Mm -hmm. right so do you want to you want to whether you're a good guy or a bad guy you want to get this against
0: their money worse absolutely absolutely okay cool you have anything else that's it. Cool. Well, I just wanted to, um you know, if you could just uh, say to our viewers kind of, you know, what your name is, um, your stage name, and sort of describe your character, um, if you don't mind, and uh, kind of talk about where they can see you wrestle. Yeah, I'm
2: uh, Jacob Mercury. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram.
0: next event so uh, uh, november 15th okay. I- next iw events november 15th uh it is the 14th this saturday november 14th in michigan at the max 3 tv studio excellent For anyone who's listening, who is listening might be in the area it's a free event come on out It's a little tv studio um so try to get there early
2: so you don't get uh stuck in the hallway watching cuz we've had that happen before <laughs>
0: great, thanks for all your time today, Jacob. Uh appreciate your uh calling in and um you know I think uh, I think viewers will definitely appreciate your time. as I well
1: definitely, thank you a lot man. Yeah, thanks
0: for having me guys. Take care. Yeah, and have a good too. one.
1: All right, awesome. awesome. So that was uh, Jacob Mercury, mm-hmm. um, local wrestler. Yeah, um, you
0: can see him at, in. Uh, I, like you said in the interview, Imperial Wrestling Entertainment" um, will be live in Mount Pleasant. Um, it's a public broadcast. Uh, broad, uh, public broadcast broadcast. Right. And um, it'll yeah, it'll be at the Mac TV stores in downtown Mount Pleasant on Saturday. I believe its doors are at three, bell times at four. And it, yeah, it's just the way you know. If you're a wrestling fan and you live around here, um, you know why why just watch it on TV Why not go? they be there in person. Um, it's it's a great experience, it's a lot of fun.
1: It's always better in person. Guarantee yeah. it. Especially the, the
0: ringmasters guarantee. Especially on when one. you got like an eight x eight ring and a twelve by twelve studio yeah, with yeah. about thirty people there. I mean, you get pretty close up to the action. It's not like watching it on uh, TNN or whatever it's on now. Mm. So yeah, if you got time, go out there. Um, but uh, I guess we'll just get uh, we'll just keep going here with the podcast. Um, moving into the raw results, uh, Grant. Uh, let's go to Grant Lefebvre. With the All results. right, Grant
1: Lefebvre with the raw results. All <laughs> right. So, um, raw this Monday. Mm-hmm. the game uh doing the
0: pro no i'm just kidding just wanted to do that
1: um triple h and roman reigns promo to start right um really... the last
0: temptation of roman reigns
1: yeah oh that's a good one <laughs> I, should have thought of that. I just did the rock thing but uh all right so triple h roman reigns promo um because roman reigns was number one contender before seth rollins yes. blew, blew out his
0: we're gonna we got to get to that soon okay yes. let's should we talk about that first we should just, i think we should just get right into that to begin with cause... yeah a lot has gone on since our last podcast. Biggest biggest news of the year, I think, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. When do you see a world heavyweight champion? Not, I mean, Daniel Bryan had to do it, too. Yeah. Right, we have yeah. A, the next, now our next big champion, second one now, Seth Rollins, out with a knee injury, tore to mm-hmm. ACL... MCL, and ripped out his meniscus. He's out mm-hmm. for six to nine months? Yeah, they're, they're expecting closer to nine, but yeah, six it's to nine closer months. Closer to nine months. We had a World Heavyweight Champion, and we don't have a really experienced roster at the time. Mm-hmm. And we gave the champion the belt to, the, to, to new guys, to Seth Rollins, and he was going to carry us into next WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And now what do we got?
1: Now we got... Nothing. A deadly game. <laughs> we got Survivor Series 98, hopefully. Right, fingers the crossed.
0: So Triple H made a tournament. He, first, he offered Roman Reigns the chance... To get his title shot, if he joined the authority, Roman Reigns denied that, doesn't want to work with Triple H, why would he want to do that? He's not a villain. Mm -hmm. And um, so Triple H said, well, Reigns has got to fight for his shot then. Basically stripped him of the number one contendership and put him in a tournament. Um, to determine who will who will face off for the title at Survivor Series.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tournament began Monday, and uh, Roman Reigns got us started off. It was him versus the Big Slow, the Big Show. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, I had to do it. Uh, Roman Reigns versus the Big Show. Uh, Reigns goes over, of course. Right. Um, they both look good. I love his drive-by in that one. Oh okay, yeah! Anytime that guy's doing a drop kick.
0: Yep, that, that diving drop kick he does yeah. uh, on the arena floor to an opponent laying um, hanging on up. the apron. Yep, yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's quite a scene, especially mm-hmm. for an almost 300-pound man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so glad
1: he's in contention. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think of that character tension, though? He was number one contender. It looked like... I like the psychology in the Triple H Reigns promo. He's got to be really frustrated. Yeah, he's frustrated, maybe a little bit tempted. Are we going to see a heel turn? I don't know. We could.
0: I think one thing we know for sure is that Roman Reigns is most likely going to advance into the finals and still be in the Man of Minute Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. The question is, who is he going to face? And, Mm -hmm. you know, just looking at the tournament, we... We, um, we had, you know, Reigns versus Big Show, Cesaro, Sheamus, Del Rio, Stardust, Callisto, Ryback, Ty, you know, all the Neville, Barrett, Ziggler, you know, The Miz, Dean Ambrose, even Tyler Breeze made a showing in this tournament. Yeah. So we've basically got the whole mid-card locker room out there. Um, who's going to prove themselves? You know, not I don't feel like any of these guys have really gotten a full main event push quite yet. Maybe Dean Ambrose, but... You know who's going to who's going to rise who's going to rise and be the future of WWE? Yeah,
1: I mean it's exciting like you know as much as it's like you know we nobody likes it when a superstar gets injured especially mm. when as talented as Seth Rollins. Yeah. But this does make it a lot more interesting. Like, I'm more interested in Raw every week now. Like, interested in seeing how this tournament keeps going. We don't have really
0: any um, established, you know, superstars on the editor left. You know, Kane was the last one, I think, out the door. Big Show's already been eliminated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brock Lesnar is Mm -hmm. part-time. Yeah, this is is all the new talent. This is the new generation of WWE right now. kind of reminds me of the 90-95 era, you know, Razor mm. Ramon, Diesel coming in. Oh, yeah. The new generation was what they were talking about then. We're seeing that again now, and um, it's exciting. Um, Reigns and Cesaro were going to be in the quarterfinals. I don't think I've ever seen them, like, have a match, uh, at least not recently.
1: Yeah, not that I can remember. One-on-one
0: Reigns versus Cesaro. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprise, we do um, we have some SmackDown spoilers here. SmackDown mm-hmm. was taped uh, today. Today we're recording our podcast on a Tuesday. SmackDown is on Thursday. They tape it on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. we have a couple spoilers here. Um Alberto Del Rio eliminated Stardust on SmackDown. Callisto will defeat Ryback. Very surprising. Yeah, I want to see that one. Callisto, known for being a tag team specialist with the Lucha Dragons mm. um going to put one over on former Intercontinental Champion Ryback. It's That's Yeah. Can we I I want to see that match. That's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean I love him. and you know it's like, you know, it's one of those things where they already they just established him last week yeah. as, you know, someone who could be, you know, they I mean they did a video package for him. Sure. They put him over yeah. uh, with Sheamus and Wade Barrett. Um, yeah. I'm interested in seeing where he goes from here, or doesn't
0: go. So. Yeah, I mean, at least it's, it's putting him in singles contention, which is interesting, because he's in that tag team with... Sinkara. Uh, Sinkara and then they've been getting a lot of steam, but I, I, I think it was a smart move, because if you really watch those matches and listen to the crowd, they're mainly cheering for Callisto, and his offense is amazing. Those those big twisting moon salts he does. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so hopefully... The crowd is still staying behind him, and, uh, you know, I, I just hope he can hold his own. I mean, he'll be going up against uh, Del Rio yeah. in the quarterfinals, and that'll, that'll be an interesting okay. match to watch. Yeah, Del Rio hasn't been beaten since he's come back. Right, and he's more, but he's much more of a technical wrestler, you know. Oh, a yeah. high-flying Callisto, so... But Del Rio, you know, has had his experience in Lucha Underground, so he knows how to take out the high-flyers, too, with the right. chronic submission holds. That'll be an interesting match. Um, then we also had uh, Kevin Owens... Um, it's Titus O'Neil. Yep. Ty- Kevin yeah. Owens, uh, That was on Raw, so no spoiler there. Kevin yeah, Owens no. eliminated Titus O'Neil.
1: Yeah. So no, no surprise there. Um, the first time I've seen Titus O'Neil since primetime players, I don't know if he's... I th- I'm pretty sure he's been on TV maybe once or twice, but first time I can remember him being in any sort of r- match that I can remember. Tag team titles
0: with yeah. primetime players. Yeah, since then. Another tag team wrestler.
1: Yeah, another tag team wrestler. Um, I definitely thought Owens looked better in this match. mm mm-hmm. uh, Titus on you know, he looks like a powerhouse, he moves like one, but I think I loved Owen's psychology, he screamed a few times when he got picked up and slammed, reminded me of the Brock Lesnar scream, it uh, oh, was intentional this time, and, uh, yeah. yeah. there's
0: nothing to set someone off than just screaming in their ear, Yeah, like, yeah. A fireman's carried.
1: <laughs> it's awesome, like, uh, you know, and Kevin Owens is going to the next round, mm-hmm. um. I don't predict he'll win because he's already IC champ, but I'm sure. glad to see him there. Sure. He'll as- probably, yeah,
0: I'm hoping he gets eliminated in the quarterfinals. We can have an IC title match at Survivor Series. You know, we need oh, those yeah. pay-per-view matches to because we're trying to give more credibility to the belt. You know, right? So, squandering it in a world title tournament, you know, kind of wrong move in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, looking for it.
1: As you know, I'm Kevin Owens' fanboy. They tried to give me that nickname last week, but, uh, you know, so interested, you know, see how that moves forward. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, talking Paige versus Becky Lynch. Right. First women's match of the
0: night. Right, um, and uh, Paige versus, I mean, Paige put away Becky Lynch uh, with the, was the PTO, or, or Becky Lynch won that match. Yeah, she but won page with- with, by playing dirty with the tights, which Paige mm-hmm. tried to do earlier. Mm-hmm. Paid her back with the cheating, but I was confused because later in that match, we well, after that match, we had a great shot of uh, Paige with the mm-hmm. was on the top of the announce table, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, Paige is looking like a good heel. Mm-hmm. She's looking very violent. She kind of reminds me of Rusev almost, you know, in that, that similar shot of Rusev with John Cena in the, in the accolade and Paige with the PTO outside the ring. Mm-hmm. Charlotte came to her aid, though. I mean, what... Course. So so what do you think about this? Charlotte is the Divas Champion. I feel like it was kind of a rushed thing. Paige is definitely the stronger character. We might be seeing... There's been a lot of complaints online of Charlotte's personality and characters underdeveloped before they give her all this screen time.
1: Yeah, and I understand where those are coming from. I mean, mm-hmm. when you talk about Divas Revolution, I believe when they decide to give Charlotte the belt, they're just like... We're going to put all these nine names in a hat. We're going to give them one. and We're right. not going to let Nikki Bell retain. Well,
0: but I think Charlotte was the best choice, though. She was the best performer out of the Divas
1: Revolution, aside from Sasha Banks. I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree that She was the most physical. Mm. I don't think she's the best entertainer, though. Mm. I think Sasha right. Banks is by far oh, better. Yeah. Paige yeah. is, Becky Lynch is fine. Paige has everything you want in someone who is in this Divas Revolution era. Mm-hmm. She has attitude. She, is, she plays a consistent character, more or less. Right. Um, and I just, you know, she's someone who I want to see at least in title contention because she's just kind of been hanging out with the, the tag team matches and then she dropped the quote-unquote page bomb. Mm. Uh, and I'd be happy if she won it. Like, even though she's already been Divas champion, I believe, twice. I think a
0: good heel women, women's champion is something we need to, you know, sort of invigorate all these faces that we now have. Right. are just kind of not really feuding with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would invigorate it a lot. Um but yeah, obviously Becky or uh, Sasha Banks, you know, I mean, we can skip ahead a little bit. There was Naomi versus Natalia later on in the yeah, women's yeah. division. And, you know, the thing with that is is that they, they made that faction with Tamina and Naomi mm-hmm. and, uh, and Sasha Banks. Uh, Tamina, the daughter of the Superfly. Yeah. Why is she never in the ring? She, she never a singles matches. She's never in singles And she does these amazing super kicks, knocks people out. She, you know, she's like almost 40, though. She's pretty old. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd like to see her in the ring, first of all, over Naomi, because Naomi's kind of a joke. Yeah. In the like, ring in performance. What is her the what is her I don't even what's her rule called? It's the I'm gonna do the splits in front of you. Yeah, she hits them in thing. the face with her ass. I mean it's just stupid. Yeah.
1: Jim Ross talked about that, how that was stupid, and I agree with him. And I don't know, like speaking of faces that have nowhere to go, uh, talking about Natalia was in that match. Yeah. Um I kind of feel bad. I think she's a great technician in the ring.
0: We started um, out with a storyline with her too, where somebody knocked her down backstage and she was like knocked out and yeah. who did that? And then we don't know.
1: And, and we don't care really at this point. Like
0: it's not gonna. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, kind of a placeholder just to sort of. Uh, I don't know what build some more steam for Naomi, which is. And I was a part. Of, I was watching that match, and I was right along with the audience chanting, "Where is Sasha? Yeah, no, we we want, yeah, Sasha. We want Sasha, man. We yeah. want Sasha. I mean, I and I happen to agree with a lot of people online, and a lot of people I've talked to think that Sasha Banks could very well be one of the top in-ring performers, male or female, in the company at this point. Definitely. She puts on some of the most amazing matches. Her matches with Bailey would go on. Thirty, thirty-five, forty minutes long. They have an Ironman match. Yeah. First ever women's Ironman match. Give Sasha Banks a chance. She is incredible, and she's a great character in the ring too. Yeah. Have her break apart from them. Have have
1: her yeah. level both of them because she, you know, she's the one who deserves to look like a powerhouse right. in this because you know she's a great. You know, she's a great technician. She's a right. great storyteller. She's everything you could want, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I would I wouldn't mind if it was you know a heel feud between her and Paige. Yeah. that would be more interesting than what's going on right now. I so. think it would be.
0: I think you'd see Sasha Banks come out looking really good in a program against Paige. Mm-hmm. I think that, that'd be a good matchup. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, after that we had more tournament action. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and the Miz. Oh yeah, Dolph Ziggler and the Miz. What'd you think of that match? This was uh,
1: one of my top matches of the night. There were a lot of matches which I was really happy about. Uh, I quite enjoyed this. Um, I've come to accept that the Miz may never again get near a title. Uh, I always, I always liked the Miz, if only because he played a good heel. Yeah, he was obnoxious. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like he, you know, he's actually someone who you know you think shouldn't have the title. But anyway, um, Vlad Ziggler <laughs> went over. I, I,
0: I think he deserves a mid card belt at this point. Yeah. I don't know why he was ever the world champion that early in his career, and headlining WrestleMania. I, was like, come on. I think for
1: that reason, because it pissed people like you and me off. Right. And then it's like. Turns out, yeah, you know, he did go through a lot of stuff in the locker room and everything. But, you know. Anyway, uh, Ziggler definitely has more momentum right now. Mm-hmm. Um, glad he got it. Mm-hmm. Um, the targeting of Ziggler's leg was fine. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: Miz was looking good, actually. He looked yeah. like a shark, a shark that smells blood, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a Ric Flair. Yeah. Knee drops to the knee, you know, twisting the ankle.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the uh, figure four leg locks. We never talked about mind. this yet. What do you think of that? The him doing that? The figure a lot four of people got like, pissed off about that.
0: He's been doing it for a while. You know, Shawn Michaels did it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, Ric Flair sort of made it his his move, but that was a long time ago. People, I'm I'm just glad to see it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see the figure four. The figure eight doesn't make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) The whole point of the figure four leg lock is you tie the legs up and you push on them in a horizontal motion. And so to arch your back and to just stand on top of the ring, she's not using her feet whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The figure eight doesn't make any sense. And I'm just glad that somebody is still giving a nod to the nature boy, Ric Flair, and the figure four leg lock. Woo! Yeah. Well said.
1: Yeah, no, 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 you need to bridge your back despite your back having been injured in the match, supposedly. And you just need to ignore any kind of psychology that that's, might have happened that's there. That's, that's what you need to do. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Ziggler, uh, potential winner of Survivor Series, do you think? I, don't, I doubt it because it's Dolph see, Ziggler. He's but... one of those guys I could
0: see in the finals. I, yeah, could right. see, I could see them booking it being Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler for the world title match. I think the main event is probably going to be Brothers of Destruction Wyatt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this could be a mid-card match. For the world title, and it would be very interesting if they put Ziggler against Reigns. Mm-hmm. I think so. I can see them pushing. They always push him to the main event. Sometimes Survivor Series last year, he, won't, he, he did make the final pinfall. Mm-hmm. Um, Ziggler does get pushed up to the point, and then he just never crosses that threshold. So I could see, I could see him getting to the finals. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, totally. And uh, what's his name? Tyler Breeze was on at ringside. Yeah, what's his name? Who Tyler? Who? I think yeah, that's my yeah. opinion. Who is yeah. this guy? Tyler loses debut match. Breeze, like, mm-hmm. yeah, but he was at ringside, correct? And and was he ringside? was he? At ringside? Uh, I, was he I he believe... usually he has been stalking Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I believe he did a the, 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 what is it? The called the, the, the spinning uh, heel kick. Yeah, that spinning heel kick he does. Spinning heel kick that Ken Shamrock used to do five minutes into a match. I guess is a knockout blow nowadays. Yeah, maybe he's just loading his heels. with it's all, it's all that furnace boots steel, man it's all steel that
1: steel heel boots yeah. <laughs> it's it's all like 120 pounds of them, like, <laughs> kicking somebody. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so, so yeah, that so, was that was an interesting match. Then we had the Naomi Riz and Natalia. We already talked about
2: that. I don't know. We need we,
1: we to
0: stop and talk about something first. We need to talk about what I'm
1: going to call that promo.
2: Mm. Every,
1: every Raw or SmackDown, there is, quote-unquote, that promo. You mm. know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: this one in particular was reserved for Alberto Del Rio and, and Zeb, Zeb Coulter. Coulter as they both struggle to find an identity and a purpose on television. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah, um, we know they're going to be heels, um, I, we know that part. Um, I'm worried for the U.S. title right now. I was happy when Del Rio came back and uh, took it. And we didn't bring this up, but how last minute was it to bring Del Rio back? Because very I could hear random. them calling that
0: match in very, the middle of the ring. Very random. Um, you know, Del Rio was fired what, six months uh, maybe a year I think mm-hmm. about a year ago at this yeah. point maybe a little over a year he was fired for smacking uh some staff member backstage yeah who made a racist comment yeah so. that was not scripted or anything you just hit a guy backstage for uh, yeah making a racist comment until Apple never really sees a, a Mexican mm-hmm. and um and yeah he was fired and he was a big star in Lucha Underground Those are, I don't know if anyone's ever got a chance to see it I've seen a little bit of it online um it's on a Spanish speaking TV channel but it's really good production great matches mm-hmm. and He's looking more cut up, I think, than ever before, honestly. Oh, yeah. He's looking like he's in better shape, ready to go, more focused than ever before, and I attribute that to his Lucha Underground um, um, experience. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting to bring him in at the last minute. Yeah. You weren't quite sure who John Cena was going to face an uh, open challenge at Hill and Cell. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, not not to, not to dwell on this too much, because it's last month. but I, I could hear them calling that match. Like I could hear John Cena yell "Reverse Suplex." He does the thing where he does the suplex. Mm. Like almost the, like they the... didn't
0: talk about it beforehand at all. Yeah,
1: and it was the match was slow. Like I could hear the deck back and forth a little bit, mm-hmm. and I was like, did he show up that night? And they just put him in because because still does he still have the title? Does he still have that other title that he has? Has uh, he vacated that? Oh, yet? Lucha Underground. Yeah, I, I
0: don't I'm not sure. I do not know that. But oh, okay. yeah, I mean that's an interesting question. You know, he was he was like a main eventer in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Um, I I, 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 honestly don't know. I don't know. America really happened, hard to America, I guess, man. I don't know. Mex America, yeah. And we talked about this last time, this Mex, it's, it's, uh, Zeb Coulter is uh, an old man who used to manage, uh, Jeff, Jack Swagger and mm-hmm. Cesar when they were the real Americans. Mm-hmm. They were a xenophobic, patriotic, uh, you know, conservative kind of tag team. Mm-hmm. And so Zeb is like, Zeb Coulter is a patriotic kind of old guy. Mm-hmm. Now he's, uh, for some reason teaming up with Alberto Del Rio, To contradict himself and support Mexico, Mex America. They want to combine the two countries, and their gimmick was even worse because this raw was taped in England. They made a lot of jokes about England. We'd ask England to join Mex America, but you're all just a bunch of haters. So that defeats the whole purpose of trying to unify countries. It just makes it about Mexico and America, which just it doesn't make any sense. It just really just lacks reason. I mean, I. I mean, when did that decision get
1: made? Like, was that a 3 a.m. the night before decision? Or, or was that, this, like, s- 6.59? They got this
0: terrible like, flag that's just, like, photoshopped. Oh, my God, he's on a picture now. He's on a Yeah, it's, it's, it's a diagonal <laughs> cutoff of the United States flag and the Mexican flag just crappily photoshopped together. Um, not a fan of it. Big fan of Alberto Rio. Glad they put him on the belt. Just waiting for them to just write Zeb Coulter out.
1: Yeah, no, I like, then the shame is like the reason I think we're both so upset is because it's Alberto Del Rio. It's because he's not a forgettable guy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, now that he's back looking better than ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I like the way, you know, his moveset's kind of evolving. They're building up to him doing that cross arm breaker again. Mm -hmm. You know, all this stuff you get excited about. It's not just some guy. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully yeah. they, they get away from that. And he's
0: still young. He can fit in with the new the, the younger younger generation that we've been talking about and he mm-hmm. still has the credentials from uh, you know, the past few years as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's definitely definitely a, a firecracker for the uh for the roster right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll be utilized in other ways. Other ways. Hopefully we see a good match. Apparently he's he's gonna be on SmackDown fighting uh what was that, Callisto. Yeah, I believe, right? No, now. no, that was Ryback right is fighting Callisto. Right. Oh yeah, Del Rio will be fighting Stardust on SmackDown tomorrow night, so yeah, that should be a good match. He's yeah. going to win. He better. I hate to pull a WCW here, but here are the results. He's going to win. <laughs> yeah, so he's going
1: to turn into that one or whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to get to my favorite match of the night now. Oh yeah. Uh, Seamus versus Cesaro. Oh, yeah. Can I don't know if I can communicate how much fun this match was for me to watch. Cesaro is,
0: there's, I mean, I could see him going up against Reigns and winning. You know, that's mm-hmm. the shame is that we're going to see them in the quarterfinals and he's, he's probably going to be out of the tournament. Maybe he'll challenge in a, for a mid-card belt. But yeah, Cesaro, go on. Yeah, Cesaro's, Cesaro's
1: great. I love to see him. I loved everything about it. I loved Wade Barrett um, messing with Wayne Rooney at ringside. Oh yeah, Wayne and Rooney,
0: the famed football player for the Manchester United, smacked uh, Wade Barrett right in the face.
1: Yeah, knocked him down. Knocked him on his ass. And then Sheamus jumped in and started talking smack to him, mm-hmm. and then they continued in the ring. They were both doing uppercuts. Uh, Cesaro had to switch to his left arm because he got hurt on the ring apron, I believe. Oh. And uh,
0: He's uh, ambidextrous, even, with those uppercuts. Yeah, it's I mean,
1: incredible. It looked just as good, I thought. You yeah.
0: saw, like, uh, last the last week on Raw, he did that springboard, like, spiraling. Yeah, uppercut, yeah. Mm-hmm. He dove off the middle rope and t- turned in midair and uppercutted a guy somehow. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, they call, like, Brock Lesnar the human cheat code,
1: but I say Cesaro's like the human cheat Like, you just, I remember he uppercut I mean, someone on top real. of the pods. On uh, elimination chamber, yeah. I was like, "You nowhere know is safe. He's just gonna find. He's just gonna get you, man." But, <laughs> but you know, yeah. then he ran into the crowd and celebrated. I think he, uh, you the know, Cesaro
0: section is more louder than they've ever been. Yep. You know, we're calling for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Grant here's got a Cesaro T-shirt on today. Yeah, I got the Cesaro and Kid shirt. They, so. His fan base is just building and building and building, and eventually, everybody knows he's gonna get a big push. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Keyword eventually, hope, hopefully sooner rather than it's been later. it
0: but I think it's been stalled for the better, honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, the best part is, you know, he has some staying power now. Like, you know, whether you want to use him now or use him later, it's not like Roman, Wayne, ugh, Roman Reigns, I can't talk today. Um, he, where he, it might run out if they suddenly stopped, you know, giving mm. him this push. Yeah. It solves Dolph Ziggler. They push him at that point. He runs out of steam. Cesaro... Is athletic enough to the point where
0: he's—I don't think he's ever going right. to lose that edge. Right. So he's moved up in the tournament. He won with an inverted chikara special. I don't yeah, know that saw sweet roll-up that he did. right? Oh yeah, yeah he did. He, yeah, he rolled it into a pin too. He mm-hmm. usually uses a submission hold though. I had to do a little research to see that move in action. It's quite a very complicated submission hold.
1: Yeah, like that looks like you know, it's like it's almost like watching the the red arrow of submission moves. Like mm-hmm. I could go back and watch that and not know how he yeah, did that.
0: He does his he time in the indies. He does moves that you've never seen before yeah. a lot of the times. Okay, so th- that was the Cesaro defeated Sheamus Advance, and then we had Ambrose defeated uh, Tyler Breeze in his first match. Yes. Finally defeated, um, not too many surprises in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Ambrose Advances, yeah. uh, my pick to go all the way personally. Yeah, good we'll, for Ambrose. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. Um, then, of course, we had The New Day was in action. Yes. Um, all three of them at once. I love oh, it when no. they do the six-man. You can get Xavier Woods in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they defeated Neville and the Usos. Um, Xavier rolled them up, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he used the ropes. On oh yeah, he had his dirt, that was a dirty pen. He had he his feet used, on the ropes. Use the ropes for leverage. Uh, usually pulls the tights, sometimes goes to the ropes. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. That's not how he's times. feeling, you know. Um, uh, there was a line I picked up. Xavier Woods said, uh, "They were they were dissing England. European magic is garbage." Yeah, yeah, I I like, so to, bizarre.
1: That unicorn magic joke that just came out of nowhere when uh, he got hurt, I believe in that match with the Dudley Boys, so or, right, or after the match. Still managed
0: to catch on. Yeah, completely illogical. You and they have to I mean? have his shirts and everything. Now. He's a he's a uh, Xavier Woods has a PhD in psychology and he also writes a lot of their promos. So. Mm. You know, I guess he knows something we don't. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people that I've spoken with of Singleton out is the one they like the least because a lot of them, you know, like Kofi Kingston because he's a good performer. Sure. Everybody loves Biggie Langston. Biggie, I guess he's just called now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Xavier Woods kind of makes it work. He's the mouthpiece. Yeah, he's the mouthpiece. He's the loud guy who doesn't shut up. He keeps the heat on,
0: too. Biggie and Kofi always struggle to cut very dynamic promos compared to the rest of the locker room, Mm -hmm. Um, even when they were put in pretty... Money in the Bank situations, or, you know, Intercontinental Champion kind of situations. Um, mm-hmm. Still, I think both are always really struggle to connect with the audience um, verbally. And, um, yeah, I think that's why they partnered him up with uh, Xavier Woods mm-hmm. definitely more. And it's great to see Xavier Woods not getting squashed by Rusev anymore. <laughs> by the way, I did mention that while we're at it. Yeah. Um, so that was a typical match. Um, the, well, the Usos are back. Um, perhaps we'll see. I noticed um, both Barrett and Sheamus were eliminated from the tournament. Mm-hmm. It could be a tag team title match, New Day. Barrett and Sheamus and we have uh, now the uh the Usos. Yeah, the Usos as well are back. So um you know I got a lot of I, good tag teams. Yeah, I'd be happy with any of them. Like, you know,
1: normally it's you know pretty opinionated, you know, that's why we're here. But uh tag team divisions back though. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind uh Sheamus and Barrett because I think they're both great, uh, especially mm-hmm. together like they're these uh you talked about this last week and it took me kind of a week to catch on to it because I just saw him as kind of these two guys didn't quite know what to do with. Mm-hmm. I think they, they work a lot. They work really well together. They're both great strikers. Europeans. Yeah. Brutish. Yeah. Xenophobic. And did you see, it was on the uh, YouTube channel for the WWE, he went to the um, where uh, Wayne Rooney trains, and he tried mm. to find him in the locker room. <laughs> like, she's like, you know, I'm going to give him one of these, and he slaps his elbow or whatever. I love, I love
0: how WWE's been doing that lately. you utilize social media to really just keep these feuds going, yeah. um, you know, at, in between the shows. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had the... Uh, Stardust and Stephen Amell from the Green Arrow that was all on Twitter and then we had a ma- we actually had a match for Stephen Amell yeah. hit one of the finest high cross bodies I've ever seen a celebrity do
1: that. yeah that that was that was quite good and <laughs> yep. before that or that's the same time I guess a little bit before yep. uh, Seth Rollins versus John Stewart mm-hmm. that came out of nowhere and yep. I loved it I'd love to see but... them keep
0: keep building this up to Survivor Series with mm-hmm. uh, with uh,
1: with Wayne Rooney, yeah, Rooney, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely, I'd love to see him at yep. ringside
0: again. All right, so that was basically the end as far as matches on Raw was concerned. We still had a promo mm-hmm. uh, to close out Raw. The uh, Bray Wyatt was in the ring, basically paying his what he called his last respects mm-hmm. to the Brothers of Destruction, um, referencing that he had, uh, well, they had kidnapped the Undertaker after the match with Brock Lesnar Hell in the cell, and then they dragged Kane out. Was that the night after and Raw, or was that after? I, yeah, that was the night after. Night in after Ra. and Raw. Okay, I always get a twist twisted. It might have been after the main event Hell in a Cell, but no, they took them after Raw. They kidnapped both of them, and I don't know what they've done with them. Absorbed their power. I guess they'd have you believe. Apparently
1: not. I mean. So
0: he was cutting a promo on them, and uh, yeah, what happened next?
1: Um, exactly what he said wasn't going to happen. Mm. Uh, the Brothers of Destruction came out, trounced all four members, and made it right. look easy with a double choke slam and Undertaker
0: unified. Yeah. I think it yeah. was the first time we've seen that, you know, since God. since back in the day, right? Yeah, we've been teasing at it, you know. Obviously, they kidnapped both of them. We knew there was a connection. Mm-hmm. We know Kane's not going to be corporate Kane anymore because of that match at Hell in a Cell. Thank God.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, yeah, these two were both walking tall, side by side, one of the most destructive forces in in pro wrestling. Kane and the Undertaker, both seven feet, both three hundred pounds, brothers from the dark side. And they're back, and yeah, we've had announced that at, uh, at uh, Soraya Series, we're going to have the Brothers of Destruction versus the Wyatt family.
1: Yeah, which is going to be awesome. Um, as long as the Wyatt family doesn't look too weak coming out of this. Sure. it uh, I mean, it's going to be
0: 4-2, though. Yeah. So how could
1: they? I mean, yeah, that's true. And Or, or
0: maybe Kane and Artega will add some team members.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need to establish a need for that, too. Like, you know, John Cena, I need The Rock to come help me, even though I can totally take on the Miz and R-Truth myself. Like, they can't do that sort of thing again, but... Right, they'd know.
0: have to write something in. I don't want to just see random people thrown in. I've heard Randy Orton or something. Sting somewhere. maybe even, you know. The, I heard that too. I want to um, make any sense
1: though. Sting, please. Uh, I mean, I love please Sting. Please stay out of it. Uh, please don't get your neck hurt again. Um, please stay
0: out of it. Please win a match.
1: Yeah. Please don't get buckle bombed or anything like that again. Yeah, this is going to be, be a very physical much.
0: match. Um, uh, Kane and Undertaker, they ended the night with a stereo combined choke. They both choke slammed Bray Wyatt at the same time. Uh-huh. And uh, left left walking tall, so we'll see we'll see what happens uh, next week mm-hmm. with that storyline continue to develop. Oh yeah, definitely. but um, yeah, that was one Night raw. Um, so I guess um, the next next thing we're gonna do is we'll just run through a couple news things in the industry. Okay, Grant, you wanna start?
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, well, the news. I know we talked about this. Uh, rounds tearing ACL, MCL, and medial meniscus mm-hmm. uh, at house show in Dublin. Uh, I believe. Like I actually watched that video. Did you watch that?
0: On the house show, and, yeah, I I've seen the footage. Yes, yeah, of him, his
1: leg just twists. Several
0: different angles. He and went to do a sunset uh, flip um, over Kane, mm-hmm. came down off the top rope. Uh, yes, yeah, came me, down. Knee gave and out.
1: Yeah. And Mr., I mean, you know, as much as I love Seth Rollins, have you heard him talk about how he does CrossFit? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it makes me injury injury prevention. Like, and Yeah, well, that's that. the idea, yeah. That's yeah.
0: the idea behind CrossFit is it not mm-hmm. only builds muscle and everything, but makes you more resilient. And he's he's his career, it's surprised he hasn't had a serious injury yet. Yeah, I mean, kind of for someone who is,
1: you know, technical and high flyer, you mm-hmm. know, it, I'm surprised it doesn't happen sooner. But then again, it's like when it did happen, it happened to be one of the worst things that, well, not the, one of the worst things, but it, it you're going to take him out of action until. Well, yeah, he tore his MCL and his ACL and his meniscus. Yeah, he's getting reconstructive surgery. He could completely distort his knee. Poor yeah,
0: guy. well, you know, and, and and I don't I don't want to be a mark or anything, but if you look at the Triple H, Triple H tore his quadricep completely off the bone. Yeah, was out for basically the same amount of time, about nine months. Mm-hmm. Came back to the biggest ovation. I think one of the biggest ovations I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You talk about The Rock coming out every week, and that's a big ovation. Talk about Stone Cold coming out every week, that's a big ovation. Triple H was a villain. People hated Triple H. They did not like him once. He 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 never played a hero until that moment when he came out and he was back and everyone was happy that he was injured in the first place because they hated him at the time. Mm. Nine months later, he comes back. Huge ovation. Mm. You know, this is the kind of injury that could really turn Seth Rollins into a face and endear him to the fans a lot more and maybe sell him to people a little bit better because... They've made him into a cowardly heel at this point.
1: Yeah, um, which is kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. They have that weird thing. At, some people call it 50-50 booking. You know, they win one, they lose one. It's like, he's the champion. He, he shouldn't lose on Raw he every should never week. lose He, he should, should never hardly
0: lose. ever lose. He should win clean most of the time.
1: Yeah, and, and what he did, even it was very close. I mean, he you know wiped the floor of Kane and all that. But that um I was glad they did that, actually. Yeah, same. I was like, they're not going to do that. Or, I hope they're not. But, uh, yeah, anyway... Um, yeah, you know, barely able to beat, like, Dean Ambrose by himself. sure. Um,
0: you know, hopefully, you know, it could turn him around. Yeah, so. I think it will be. I think he's going to come back and that much stronger. He's still very young, mm-hmm. very dynamic, so this might be a good thing for his career. Give him some time to, to refocus.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. What else you got there?
0: Well, um, the, we got a new Legends contract. I remember last time um, I, almost, I was basically throwing a fit about uh, Tonka. Winning a Legends getting getting signed for a Legends contract. This basically means uh, former pro wrestlers are given Legends contracts with the World Wrestling Entertainment. They do promotional events. They they might wrestle part time. They might be on TV. Some appearances. They make public appearances and basically they represent WWE as a legend. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you'd think they would only choose the, the most well-known and the most quintessential wrestlers yeah. for these contracts. They were just going
1: with all your favorites at first, I guess.
0: They were just, mm-hmm. well, they were going with people like The Rock and Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and, you know, people like that are, that are big. Not yeah. people like Tataka, who, Tanaka, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> because this guy was a mid-card wrestler, faced The Undertaker once, and um, not for a title. And uh, I think he had a couple of Intercontinental Championship runs, he's... Wrestled since he left WWE and independent circuits, but he doesn't represent World Wrestling Entertainment. He's not a Hulk Hogan type of guy, he's not Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, Tataka are they just short on public people to make public appearances? I mean,
1: I, I guess. Like, I mean, now Hulk Hogan isn't, is making nothing approaching a public appearance. Right. He's not, I he's, mean, his
0: Legends contract was terminated when he made racist, racist comments. But yeah. beside the point, usually the Legends contract is a river guy like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, or, or, or anybody yeah. besides Tataka. But um, so this week it's even worse. We've been announced that the Boogeyman is getting a Legends contract. Yeah, you thought Adrian was upset last week. The Boogeyman, Seriously. see, Tatanka was part of the golden era of wrestling. He did face The Undertaker. He had some big pay-per-view matches. Mm-hmm. The Boogeyman was a comedic act they had from about 2002 to like 08. Yeah. He was in the wrestling for about four to five, six, maybe six years. Did he ever win a belt? Not
1: that I can remember. Does anyone even
0: know who he is? Did he ever do anything other than weird things in people the ring? Are, like I don't remember that. Like New, new wrestling fans today, people who have been watching wrestling since like 2010, mm-hmm. they know who The Rock is. Yeah. They know who Triple H is. These guys have not been main roster stars since the Attitude Era. They know all the 90s guys. They know all the way up to then. They do not know who the Boogeyman is. This yeah. is a recent wrestler, too. He's not known. He's not a legend. What the hell is
1: going on with his legend contracts? Yeah, I mean, I barely know who he is, too. I'm ah. a wrestling fan. Like... I mean, I don't know. I don't, you know. I'm sure he did a lot of great things for the business the and Boogeyman? everything, but I mean, I don't know. He's man. a he's a
0: noticeable gimmick. He is uh, entertaining to watch. He eats worms and dances around. Uh, you know, he's a good actor. Um, my guess is that he's just going to make for a dynamic public appearance. If people are, don't know who he is, I guess that's too bad.
1: Yeah, he's the other. <laughs> he's the guy in the other autograph line. When you, sure. When you don't get this the Stone Cold autograph right. line. You he's get the Virgil. He's autograph. Virgil. Yeah. Only Virgil. <laughs> he's a fir- oh man, but uh. Yeah, uh, the funniest thing I think I've seen him do is that show Swerved, mm. which is... Um, yeah,
0: but he was a big hit on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> th- yeah, no, uh, that's the only thing I remember about it is him on that, and they were you know having him do a promo, and Dolph Ziggler and uh, Jeff Tremaine, I think it is, kept messing with him, like, they kept shutting the lights off, so someone would have to pick up their phone, and they were just messing with him, <laughs> and he's a really nice guy outside yeah. the ring, like, he's really cool. And, yeah, he's a good actor, I mean... And that's, like, that was the funniest thing I could remember about
0: him, though, it's like... I don't get the legends, yeah, the legend no. connotation, the representing it. I, I just don't think it's going to work out for them too well. I think they need people like Daniel Bryan doing their public appearances at this point.
1: Yeah, no, he's the guy you want, you know, because he's still not, I don't, I don't know if you'd say hot, but he's still, you know, someone who could potentially come yeah. back and change everything.
0: Sure, of, sure. And Chris Jericho also with a legends contract. That makes sense to yeah. me. But the Boogeyman and Tanaka, I don't, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have on here, um, uh, well, Cena's going to be out. John Cena's out for Survivor Series. That's yeah. been confirmed He's not going to appear at all.
1: And I have a question about this. Mm. Now, I've tried to look into this. This is a voluntary leave
0: of absence. Right, right. he's taking some time off. Okay. Because, you know, he earned it. Nikki Bella is out with a with a neck injury, also a possible hamstring injury. He's probably trying to be there with Nikki. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs some time off to recuperate. This guy has been the flagship professional. Like, the guy, he's been the consummate workhorse for years now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he needs some time. He probably has some injuries, too, that he's minor injuries that he needs to heal up from. Mm-hmm. Especially
1: in the you know, the U.S. You know, the Open Title Challenge oh. that he's been doing, you know that was great. So you know he's yeah. you know he's he's arrest, you I, know? I really
0: respect John Cena. You know coming back in the U.S. title um, and uh, defending defending that, putting a lot of new wrestlers over, and I think those U.S. title matches really built up a lot of the careers of the people you see in this uh, this tournament that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And so now that John Cena's built them all up using the U.S. title, he gives it off to uh, Del Rio and. You know, they're all set. Now, these are all of the, almost everybody in this, in this tournament field has faced John Cena for the world title and had a great match and he's put them over. And now it's time for John Cena to step away and let them all compete in a tournament and see who's going to be a world champ.
1: Yeah, no. It's a I great th- situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a perfect situation for all these, like, I don't want to say new, quote unquote, but, you know, sure. new generation guys. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, John Cena is someone I have a lot of respect for. I kind of agree with, um, this is the one time I might ever say this, CM Punk about mm. I don't hate him, I hate the idea that he's the best. Sure. And one of those things, I don't think he gets to he should get to bury guys like Zack Ryder and Rusev. Right. But, I mean, I, mean, I, you know, like, I, I respect him, though. I think he's a fine. He's definitely improved a lot in the last year or two. And so. unlike
0: a lot of these guys, I mean, we haven't seen like a Cesaro or Adele. I mean, we have seen Adele Rio, but we haven't seen Owens or Neville really get into that main title picture where they're having to have long matches for a long periods of time. I mean, Ziggler we know is injury-prone. He's had a lot of concussions. Uh, Daniel Bryan couldn't handle it either. Mm -hmm. So the thing about John Cena was he never got hurt. Yeah. You know, if you put CM Punk in there, I don't know. Or when he gets hurt, he's gonna show up at the Royal Rumble to the biggest pop ever. You put Punk in a match with, uh, with someone like Mark Henry and do a World's Strongest Slam onto the floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Punk might injure. Yeah. He's a small guy. He's not. He's more injury prone than John Cena, and that's why John Cena was given that push was because. They needed someone that could just hold hold the reins. Hmm. They needed a Hulk Hogan. They needed someone that they could count on. Uh, and he is a dependable worker, you know, and,
1: yeah. uh, you know, he's, you know, fairly safe from what I understand. He appears to be a pretty nice guy behind the sure. scenes. Sure. So, uh... He
0: does a lot of those promos, you know, he does a lot of the... The Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish stuff, like, yep. So, yeah, Cena's, you know, taking some time off. So, we'll see, hopefully, one of these new guys that he's uh, been putting over, um, you know, we'll will rise in prominence, and we can give Cena credit for that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, put, let's put somebody on top. Okay. Let's do it. All right, cool. Um, just a couple more small things. Uh, Damien Sandow's been seen using his old uh, intellectual uh, savior gimmick at recent house shows. That was a, as a fan favorite, so that's good. Um, hopefully, Sandow will be on the main show again. Mm-hmm. People love Damien Sandow. Yeah. He's kind of put on the side um, lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> embarrassing uh, yeah, no, that's of an kickers. understatement right there, man. Yeah, we don't need to get into all the Paul Bunyan yeah, yeah, yeah. and... Chicken costumes and... Vincent McMahon. No, uh, yeah, just that. the impressions. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, okay, so uh, Damien Sando, um we had Jerry the King Lawler um, reportedly in a car accident. Um, he was not injured. Um, his girlfriend was banged up a little bit. Uh, it sounded like there was no alcohol involved or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the King uh, said to police that the uh, driver that hit them uh, ran a red light. So mm-hmm. um, just got to try to keep an eye on Jerry the King Lawler. He did have a heart attack at ringside a few yeah. years ago, and um, that I'm going to be really sad when he is... When he passes away, yeah. Dusty Rhodes is one thing, you know, the American Dream, mm-hmm. the legend, Roddy Roddy Piper, but that's still kind of before my time. Jerry the King Lawler, uh, I worry about him after that stroke, and he was the voice, you know, yeah. he was my favorite over Jim over Jim Ross. Jim Ross was good, he gave you the 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 play by play, but Jerry
1: the King Lawler
0: man. Uh. Like
1: he like he was that voice. Like he said, what you were thinking.
0: Like, oh yeah. You know, yeah, Like just yeah. Ah, when just, you're a twelve year old boy watching that shit on uh, uh, 1998, 90, 99. I mean, he was he was exactly what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. He sounded like a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, and he does. Yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, you know, I mean, you know, I appreciate everything he does for commentary and everything. And got kind of a little stale. He doesn't really fit in. Yeah, no. Like uh, that. I was gonna bring that up, and I don't know when's a good time to talk about this. Now, I guess. Uh, but with commentary, there appears to be this divide between these guys who, you know, like JBL or Michael Cole, who have been there a lot longer than you think they have. Sure. You know, uh, JBL not as long on commentary as Michael Cole. But, sure. But, uh, you know, then you have these new guys who don't... Byron Saxton. Who don't hit any notes at all. Yeah, like, I just have I just a complete flatline to them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's just like they're not on that level. And then right. Jim Ross isn't coming back. No. You know,
0: I don't blame them for that, yeah. but... But the king you know the king is still on the uh, on the, at the table sometimes, and he's just really downplayed now I mean mm-hmm. his whole character uh, you know puppies and his whole yeah, you know yeah. he used to be the heel commentator sexualized, he, used to be heel yeah, leaning, but... he would he would root for the sexualization of women and he would root for the villains he was the consummate just obnoxious jerk, and you just love to hate him mm-hmm. um, but nowadays he's he's really downplayed it a lot more because of the p g era they don't want it to be as inappropriate for kids and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just glad he's still around. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> he seems like yeah. he's going to go soon, and I'm just worried about him. <sighs> Man, I hope that doesn't happen. But... <sighs> also, um, Ric Flair is recording an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about his life and times. Can't wait to see that. Big yeah. fan of the, the 30 for 30 series. Mm-hmm. Um, they did one recently about uh, NXT. It was behind the curtain. You mm-hmm. caught that. Um, now Ric Flair's going to make a documentary. So, Dirty's Player in the Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wrote the book. Love to see it. Mm hmm. And uh, I think uh, that's oh one thing I just wanted to mention real quick today. Seth Rollins gave his first interview to the public on WWE.com since the uh, injury, so check that out on WWE.com. Um, that's about all I had for news. Do you, we want to go into our wrestler of the week?
1: Um, no, it's oh yeah, and uh, this is, Batista was Inspector oh, this right. week. That's that's all I have to say. Yep,
0: Specter was released. Batista plays the big Bond villain. Yeah, that's kinda, he does. Kind of cool. It's exactly what yeah, he does. he's a good actor. Yeah, there
1: was no Batista bomb, unfortunately. No, no spear, no, no spine buster, buster no, nothing? none of that. The Rock always
0: makes, fits one into one of his movies. Yeah, he
1: did a rock bottom in the uh, Fast and Furious oh, movie. Yeah. He, yeah, to he put up. Jason
0: Statham through a glass table. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> that was awesome. This was my, probably my favorite part of that whole
0: movie. Yeah, me too, me too. But, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but uh, none of that. He does do sort of a head vice, eye gouge thing that's pretty cool. Sure. So, but, you know, check it out if you like Batista. So, shades he's a good of, actor.
0: Uh, shades of Fritz von Eric with the claw.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) Don't get into that, man. I don't don't
0: mess around with that. World-class championship wrestling. Cool. Well, then, um, um, I guess just in closing, we have a superstar of the week. We're going to do this every week. Um, We'll just uh, get right to it. Dean Ambrose, uh, the lunatic fringe we wanted to profile this time, um, has a long-stored career in backyard wrestling, extreme wrestling, um, some very violent matches that John I don't. John Moxley, right? Yeah, John Moxley. Even in the, the the darkest corners of the Attitude Era, I don't think they would allow people to uh, staple each other's foreheads. And just it's real, it's real blood, and it's real plate glass. And and if you watch some of those John Moxley matches, you know where he comes from. I mean, he these are these are wild matches. I mean, I saw one match where they they I don't know they took a piece of metal, put it on a guy's head, and then pounded the metal with a hammer into the guy's forehead. It's just bizarre stuff yeah. like that. Um... Then that's where he comes from. Um, I, was he was he in NXT at all? I, I don't I don't know. I don't think he made an appearance there. Uh, unlike unlike Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins. Was it? I know he and Rollins have feuded before sure. in other promotions. Sure. Is Was that
1: FCW? That was that would have been yeah. Florida
0: Championship yep. Wrestling. That was the that was the development before um, before NXT before it became NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he was in FCW. Um, I don't think he made a big showing in NXT. I think that was when he was going into the Backyard Wrestling, probably. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, a great wrestler. Uh, Dean Ambrose has very big connection with the fans these days. Obviously, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the Shield yet. No. Nope. He was the leader of the Shield, the three-person SWAT team faction that just tore wrestling to, to the ground when oh, yeah. they came out. For uh, like a year and a half. Uh, one of the most Straight. dominant factions. I mean, you had factions like the NWO and Degeneration X before them, mm-hmm. and these were very... Um, character-based factions that, you know, they would talk a lot and say obnoxious things and mm-hmm. push the envelope. But the shield, I felt physically intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't say much. They came out, they ruined matches, they powerbomb people through the announce table, triple powerbomb. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and Dean Ambrose was basically the mouthpiece for that. And, they, you know, he, the fans could only boo for so long.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it was sort of like um, Dean Ambrose was kind of like, people kind of viewed him as, as the other guy. He was mm-hmm. the brawler. Mm-hmm. He was, um, you know... Uh, He was sort of like, you know, Seth Rollins, a technician. Reigns is like a silent, strong, powerhouse type, Mm -hmm. which he still is, which they still are. And I love how he's, you know, burst out as like
0: this lunatic fringe. Yeah, Um, it's great. I love it. It's the most, like, articulate, like nickname for a wrestler. The lunatic phrase. It just sounds good, doesn't it? Big, long big vocabulary words for the kids at home.
1: (laughs) And I love, um, you know, everything about him is good. He made fun of Tyler Breeze on Raw. I
0: forgot to mention that when we were doing the Raw recap. He's the the Mm anti-hero. I mean, you go back to when Seth Rollins won the Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, he stole the briefcase. Yeah. And uh, kept him from cashing it in until WrestleMania. Sprayed paint in his face. You know, he pulled all kinds of pranks. He's almost like a one-man DX.
1: Yeah. And I gotta say, like, he made Money in the Bank interesting that year. Like, you know, it's like Seth Rollins is trying his hardest to turn it in, but he just can't because Dean Ambrose keeps getting in the way.
0: Ambrose climbing up the ladder, those facial expressions, it's just it's just the acting is so intense with him. That Ambrose look when he's about to dive through the ropes at somebody. He does. And uh, uh, I I like the standing. I think one of my favorite things I've seen recently with Dean Ambrose is that standing elbow drop. Yeah, but he'll have a guy standing and he'll do the Macho Man elbow drop, but the guy's standing on his feet and he'll just come down on him. <laughs> it's great. Um, Shades of uh, McFoley too. Does a, does a lot of suicide dives, a lot of out, outside of the ring, um, all in a, all around. You know, a great technical wrestler too. Yeah, you know, aside from his brawling and his hardcore wrestling, um, he really likes kendo sticks, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just a very technical wrestler as well. He can uh, he can mix it up. He can cut a pace just like uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart can could back in the day, hammerlocks. You know. Yeah. Um. And the uh, fans are, you know, I, I, yeah, Cesaro has a big pop. Yeah. He's over with the fans. Ambrose has been that over for a while, though. Yeah. And people have been just clamoring for him to get that title.
1: Yeah, like, um, yeah. He did win it. Remember? He did yeah, win it. Yeah, he did win it. But and they, they stripped him. Yeah, but um, ref, ref bumper three later, you know, he didn't win. <laughs> he didn't decision or <laughs> right. whatever. But, uh, and anyway, like, Ambrose is one of those guys who, you know, you talked about Triple H coming back in that huge pop. Like, guys like The Rock and would be able to do that. You know, like Mick Foley, you know, everyone's happy to see him. Like, Ambrose is the only sort of guy who, right now, who gets that sort of pop consistently. Sure. And he, only ha- he has that interesting character. That underdog. Yeah, he's always the underdog. Scrappy. He, he shows up in clothes that it looks like he came I, there in. He doesn't, he, yeah, he
0: wrestles in a t shirt and jeans most yeah. of the time. And I
1: listened to him talk about that in an interview, one of those WrestleMania access things. Oh, yeah. And he compares it. You know, he knows a lot about wrestling. He's very good. Yeah, if you ever oh, hear yeah. him talk about it, you know, he's definitely. You can tell by his moves. Yeah, definitely. Like the way he moves, the way he, um, the way he articulates himself in the ring, and he talked about he's like, you know, it's more like urban combat now. So I want as much between me and the man as possible, especially as someone who took all those stupid risks early in his oh, career. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. He used to come out just a regular speedo, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dean Ambrose, he's definitely my choice to win the tournament. Um, I think I what from what I've all the scenarios that I've thought of and read about, mm-hmm. I think the best option we'd have Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose in the finals. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns swerves into her heel. Yep. Triple H comes out. We got WrestleMania 17 all over again. Boom. That's, that's my pick. Let's do it. That's my pick for Survivor Series. I think that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a feud with Dean Ambrose and uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Hopefully, they pass it back a couple times. That's, that's yeah. what the good feuds used to have. You had a Triple H and Rock feud for the title. Mm-hmm. They'd win it. Like, Triple H would win it for a few months. Then The Rock would win it. For, and the, the feud would keep going. In, in today's arena, it's almost like the second the belt changes hands, the feud's over.
1: Yeah, and it's like in Rollins is the case too. Like he'd have you know more than one match with I believe it was Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. and it's just like Ambrose just couldn't do it. Right. And it's and they ended up stealing
0: the belt anyway, which is awesome. So I'd, I'd like a nice long program between Reigns and Ambrose yeah. after this, going into WrestleMania, maybe pass the belt a couple times, maybe once or twice, whatever. We, leading up into the WrestleMania main event, I think I think that'd be that's that's how we could fill the rest of the time. And I think Dean Ambrose is the one to do it because, oh, yeah. and that's that's why he's superstar of the week oh yeah definitely all right well guys that's um that's about all the time we got for you tonight um again this is the ringmasters podcast episode two of this semester my name's adrian headache Hedden. and i am grant lafave and we'll be back next week to bring you the raw recap and all other news in the world of pro wrestling thanks for your time have a good night awesome see you marks